the location was great just overall it was in a nice neighborhood because sometimes you can have a great airbnb but the area around you is is not the greatest did you but, just notice i while you were talking i was peeing yeah i can smell it what you can smell my piss you can smell your urine oh my god i apologize i am sorry <laughs> for that thank you for you're being all professional you kept it going you're rolling Oh yeah, and, uh, I mean, just announced that you're peeing, but I guess you just did. You could have called me out. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> For all you amateurs, stop peeing in cups and go to Amazon. <laughs> oh, babe! Oh my gosh! <laughs> go to Amazon and get yourself two bottles. Oh my goodness! I'll put the link in the comments. <laughs> hey, we should put that in our um, Amazon storefront. I know. Okay, so I'm here, gonna put that link. I so forgot. we should plug in our Amazon storefront. So, so go to the link in the comments go for the our Amazon. Oh yeah, in the description. <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> I'll leave it in the, the comments, comments too. <laughs> um, and and leave. Uh, oh no, I mean, go to the link. It's gonna be our storefront. And if you order that, we'll get some money back. It's a, it's a medical pee bottle. It's great. Don't be disgusting. Always rinse it out with water and soap. Welcome back. My name is Freddy Korea. Now you can see my face. The whole episode is going to be just me in the shadows. Like uh, somebody in the witness protection you know, one of those mobster movie or documentaries, gangland, and uh, they're just in the shadows just talking. I should have just altered my voice for the whole episode. That would have been cool. <laughs> um, get yourself a pee bottle, guys. You want to pee while you drive? We were driving four and a half hours back from Orange County to Las Vegas, and we recorded those two episodes, these two episodes. So I hope you enjoyed episode one. Part one with Lizzie Correa from Antisocial Butterfly. This is episode two, uh, part two. I keep saying episode, part two. And it was very fun. We kept talking and, you know, it's, it's something. I don't know if you guys do this. Um, it's weird. Like, I, I can't go to a restroom with the door open. I always have to have it closed. Even if I'm peeing, I just, like, at least crack it. It's just something I, I feel, like, embarrassed but then when it comes to us driving, sometimes I'll just bust out the pee bottle <laughs> and just piss in front of Lizzie. <laughs> I don't even tell her anymore. <laughs> but in the restroom, I got to close the door. Something in the head. I don't know what it is. Um, but you know those couples, some of you probably, you're like, oh, we poop with the door open. I No. Uh, I don't even like to fart in front of, uh, we don't fart around each other. This is how you stay happy. Don't fart around each other. You think it's cool to fart around each other? That's disgusting. Do I enjoy farts? I love farting. Um, do I laugh at farts? I love it. I love it when comics put the microphone during a podcast and just fart into the microphone. I just don't like farting around Lizzie. I don't know. It's weird. Um, we've been married for 17 years. Who knows? Maybe that's the secret. <laughs> don't fart around each other i'll tell you one one time we were newlyweds as a joke i don't know why i thought this would be i don't know well i know why it's funny but i don't know why i thought she would think it's funny she was laying down in a couch you know we're super young watching tv i get up and i, and I just fart on lizzie's face like right, I put my ass in front of her face. I don't know if you ever farted in front of someone's face. It's so fucked. It's so messed up, man. Um, she was so mad. She was very angry. She did not like that. 
Um, oh my God, my tits look huge. Why am I sitting like this? Uh, yeah, I, I never did that again. <laughs> I have been working out, so maybe it's uh, the muscles. They're starting to come out of the fatness. Where's my, oh, I was going to pick up a weight. Like if I could pick up 50 pounds just like that. Um, yeah, man, farting. I do like farting in elevators. Like if you're in an elevator and you fart, like right when you know you're going to get out. You don't want to get out like three levels before because someone might come in and it's obviously it's you, right? So you want to do it like right, like just like a little crop dust. Some of it's going to leave with you into the hallway wherever you're at of the building but you're gonna leave leave a little bit of a whiff they're gonna know you that was you and they can't do anything anymore it's it's like once you're gone it's like what are they gonna do try to open the elevator you disgusting pick they won't because they're not it's not really gonna hit them it's gonna marinate a little bit in the air and it's not really gonna hit them until like maybe five seconds after the door closes in the elevator that's the way to go if you fart in elevators, leave me an elevator emoji. There's no elevator emoji. <laughs> I appreciate everybody that's been leaving the comments and uh, supporting the podcast. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we got some good episodes this uh, month of December of 2022. I'm um, going to also have Mike Rainey from the Dad Meat Podcast on Monday. We should be recording on Monday unless some plans change. And... It's going to be a, an interview mostly because uh, I want to promote his new book that is coming out. Actually, it's already on sale. It's called On Perks. Mike Rainey, On Perks. He wrote this book. He put some screenshots of, uh, of uh, posts that he did years ago, like 10 years ago on Facebook. So he has all these posts that he did. While he was on perks, he was on painkillers. So he was addicted to painkillers. And, and the whole book is about how the stuff where his mind was when he was posting these things on Facebook. And it, it's, I already saw an episode where him and his wife go on dad meet and they talk about the book and they, they actually show on the screen some, um, um, some of the screenshots and it's hilarious guys. So get yourself dad meet podcast, uh, uh, and also get yourself on perks the new book from Mike Rainey and uh, it's going to be coming out in audio read by comics as well kind of like Sam Talent's book where he had other comics read his book so that's going to be exciting I can't wait for that as well I already got my book on the way they're printing and they're going to be shipping out pretty soon so that's going to be cool also let's see I remember I was a big fan of peeing in cups you've heard me on the podcast my old song pissing in a cup pissing in a cup you know um you know my my buddy wes that would leave voice messages on the podcast peeing in a cup pissing in a cup i'm peeing in a cup i'm pissing in a cup you know like donovan um but i went away from that here's the problem with peeing in a cup and i whenever i find out about other people that pee in cups and like it's like there's it's like we're an underground group um, a society that no one really talks about. Everybody talks about peeing in a bottle. Uh, you see Dumb and Dumber where they're peeing in a uh, little, um, uh, the little hole of a beer bottle. And even as a kid, I'm like, you gotta have like a very, 
pencil, like a tiny little pencil dick to fit in a bottle. Like, this is probably the size of a, a beer bottle, right? You're, you gotta be very, like, super thin to fit in there. Now, I did hear Art Shafir talk about, which is a great idea, you poke a hole in one of the parts, like somewhere up here, and then you you stick the pee pee in here, just the top, and then air comes out. And now you're able to fill the bottle without having to like leave a little bit of air to come back out. That's a good idea, but in reality, are you gonna have time to like, you know, shotgun the the bottle or something? Like, how are you gonna do that with a a, a glass bottle? I think I'd rather piss myself than to try to piss in one of these. I'd rather just if I'm driving, I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to piss myself like in Dumb and Dumber. Just go, bro. It'll warm you up. I'm not a fan of the Gatorade bottles. I did like the, the cups. You know, some cups were not as good as other cups, like Burger King cups, for example. The bottom is too small. I actually had an accident with one of those. Um, the Burger King, you know, the, the, the large size, the bottom is just like, it's, it's a big old wide cup. And then the bottom, they make it super small so it could fit in your cup holder, which is great to fit in a cup holder, but just keep the consistency maybe. Um, because that thing, it could just go wherever it wants to, especially if it's full. I remember working in Spanish Springs, Nevada, up in Reno, which is part of Sparks. It's like the newer area, Spanish Springs. And I was training my buddy, uh, Tony Noguera. He's been on the podcast before. I talked about him on uh, the last episode, how he stopped liking IPAs all of a sudden because he was just pretending. Shut up, dude. Anyway, um, we were working as cable guys. I was training him, and we're in my, my work truck, my van, and some cup holders and some vehicles are not the greatest because they don't go that deep. This is one of those I just barely had a little bit. And I had a, a Burger King cup full of piss. I don't even know why I never emptied it. Like, if that's the thing. If you're going to use a cup, empty it right away. Don't, don't put the lid back on. Always take out the straw. Never leave the straw. You're going to drink your own piss. Trust me. You don't ever want to leave the straw in there. But... Um, yeah, always empty it, throw it in a bag, whatever, or throw it out. I heard Pete Corielli talk about this on their podcast as well. The Pete and Sebastian show. They, uh, Pete's a, another person. He's part of the, the crew. He's part of the underground society of us people that pee while we drive. Um, he pees in cups. He has some great stories on the podcast, but, um, anyway, we're in a construction site with Tony and I remember we're going a little off-road uh, because some streets aren't paved yet. And it's, the truck is shaking all over the place. And then there's a like a big rock on the road. It's a dirt road. And uh, I just kind of swerved. As I'm swerving, fucking piss goes all over Tony's leg. It just yellow piss, yellow monster piss. You know, monster energy drink piss all over Tony. And it was like... It was pretty bad. It was, we start laughing, but he was, he, I, st I had to stop the vehicle because he, he fucking runs out of the, of the work truck and he, <laughs> we're laughing and he's mad at the same time. 
But uh, yeah, I had to clean it. It was all over my floor on my work van. My truck smelled like piss. Man, we had a lot of fun, Tony and I. He's one of my best friends. Uh, probably closer friend than uh, Sammy Solorio. Yeah, I think so. I think Sammy Solorio is probably right under Tony. Because Sammy has never let me pee on him. Tony has. I pissed on Tony before. We were at a water park, Wild Waters. And uh, what did he do? Oh, yeah. He pit. Oh, so we're. Okay. When you're at a water park, you're just in your shorts, right? And sandals. Um, we went to the restroom and we went to piss on this, you know, right next to each other on the urinals. And I don't know what got into Tony's head. He just points his dick towards my feet and he starts pissing on my feet. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing, Tony? You can't just piss on my feet. So I point my wiener up and it goes over the wall and it just lands all over his chest <laughs> i think part of it went on his mouth oh god i pissed on tony twice that's crazy that's a real friend sammy Solorio. next time i see you will you let me peace on you peace on you <laughs> i'm just joking sammy uh tony and and george those are my my best friends my closest friends uh you've seen Pastor Toon on the recent episode with um, the barbershop. Check that episode out. That episode was fire. Um, I've never pissed on George. So, hey, we still have a lot of time. Well, do we? I don't know. If we go to war, I should call George. See if I could uh, make some arrangements. Anyway. <laughs> This has been a disgusting introduction to the podcast. All right, guys. I want you to enjoy the episode. More episodes coming. Uh, subscribe. You know, a lot of people have been subscribing because of the kick videos going viral again. People reposting it. It's gaining a lot of hits. And it's bringing people to the channel, which is cool. Uh, I like that. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So if you're new to the channel, this is the podcast I do. I talk about piss and I'm an expert on how to piss, uh, in, in, uh, medical bottles. Now I have upgraded no more cups. So take that, use it for whatever. It's going to make you a better person and uh, don't fart around your wife. It's not good. What else? Um, try to, before the end of the year, try to fart in the elevator, on your way out like right when your floor is about to get there so don't do it right when the door opens you gotta let it like right yeah i said earlier crop dust that doesn't really work actually you want to do it right when the elevators between floors and then you know the door is gonna open and then boom you let it go you, you just drop uh what was the Big boy, was that the name? Big boy, the the bomb Hiroshima. Big boy and little boy, I think so, something like that. You just drop it, make yourself out of make yourself uh, make your way out of the elevator, and enjoy. Maybe do a little turn like this, like give him a little look, like give him a little look, see if uh, you make eye contact with the the person. All right, well, let's start the episode. Enjoy. And we are back. And we are back. We got Freddie Correa from Thanks for the Invite Podcast and Lizzie Correa 
from Antisocial Butterfly. Podcast. Korea. That is me. Hello, everyone. And I am Korea. Hello. Korea and Korea. Korea and Korea in the carro with Cutie. Yes. And this is part two of our road trip. In the last episode, we talked about our Disney trip, family reunion. We did a little bit of trivia, movie trivia. Trivia. La Bamba. Talked about our five top movies that we could rewatch over and over. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit of the trip as well and a little bit of a Skankfest recap. How about that, huh? How about that, huh? Well, in that case, huh, I'm going to take out my pictures, huh? Because I like, uh, you know, ask you some questions about, you know, some people you saw, huh? Oh, about Skankfest? Yeah, huh? Okay. Let me start with the Airbnb. We just got done. We did some cleanup. We had a, a really good location for Airbnb great location really close to disneyland 10 minutes away from disneyland it was amazing you 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 did a great job finding this place thanks babe i really uh, like to search for airbnbs when we go on va- on vacation i like to find like the searching part is actually kind of fun for me you like finding doing that? deals yeah finding deals has always been something I love to do when it comes to any kind of purchase or shopping yeah so finding places of where to stay because they offer so many cool places nowadays like the airbnbs they have people have really dedicated their jobs to this like the, some, sometimes this is like their only income and so meaning not everyone as we'll maybe talk about but a lot of airbnbs that we've stayed at they're really nice like the deck like the you know the interior design what they provide so this airbnb was great of course um because of the location but there was some things that you mentioned to me yeah that possibly you you know were would have preferred they did things differently you didn't like but the location was great that we can talk about is a positive the parking garage that they offer was in a secured spot the location was great just overall it was in a nice neighborhood because sometimes you can have a great airbnb but the area around you is is not the greatest did you but, just notice i while you were talking i was peeing yeah i can smell it what you can smell my piss i can smell your urine oh my god i apologize i am sorry <laughs> for that thank you for you're being all professional you kept it going you're rolling Oh yeah, and, uh, I'm gonna just announce that you're peen, but I guess you just did. He could have called me out. He could have done. He could have done that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. For all you amateurs, stop peeing in cups and go to Amazon. No, oh, babe. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> go to Amazon and get yourself two bottles. Oh my goodness. I'll put the link in the comments. <laughs> hey, we should put that in our um, Amazon storefront. I know. Okay, so I'm here, gonna put that link. I so forgot. We should plug in our. Amazon storefront. So, so go to the link in the comments go for the our Amazon. Oh yeah, in the description. <laughs> in the comments, I'll leave it in the, the comments, comments too. <laughs> um, and and leave. Uh, oh no, I mean go to the link. It's gonna be our storefront, and if you order that, we'll get some money back. It's a uh, it's a medical pee bottle. It's great. Don't be disgusting. Always rinse it out with water and soap. And one of the things I like to do is actually... Oh this should be a short video that you should do. <laughs> I like to 
put in, uh, I, I like to leave it, after I rinse it, I leave it with soap and water. So if it gets hot in the car or whatever, it's gonna, it's still gonna be soapy and it's gonna clean itself. So don't be, don't be a disgusting garbage person and then it, your car is gonna smell like piss. I've done that before, it's not cool. So anyway, back to the podcast. Okay, well, it also serves the purpose of road tripping, right? That we were doing, or if you work uh, on the field, I mean, in a work truck like and, yourself. Yeah, there's how many times have you, you know, you you know, you're on the road and people are like, oh, I pee in a Gatorade bottle. It's like that's disgusting. I mean, well, first of all, if you could put your wiener in a Gatorade bottle, good for you. I'm not trying to boast. I'm just, I just don't, I can't do that. And then I'm gonna piss all over my hands, and it's it doesn't work out. I need to use a medical bottle or a cup. So. How did you find this to begin with? I think my well, I've always talked about on the podcast how I piss in cups. Right. And one of my friends, yeah, it was a friend. His name's Sean. He said he had a medical bottle for me one time. We just never met. We never linked up in Vegas. He said he had one he for had you. One. He had an extra one or one that yeah. he never uses anymore. Yeah, he got it from his wife's job. I guess it's a medical. Oh. So he sparked that idea, and I just went on Amazon and found this one. It's like two of them for like 13 bucks or something. There you guys go. I, I sent some to Sammy when he had surgery because it was very painful for him to get up and go to the bathroom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So these are great. They're awesome if you're going camping and, and all that good stuff. <laughs> it's good. It's very. I can't convenient. believe you showed it, but there you guys go. There are, there are, they are real. They are beneficial. So they have some for women, I'm sure. Uh, what? <laughs> or I think they have I a special. I don't understand how. I think they actually. It's it's an adapter, where you actually put it against your body, and it be, it's kind of like a it, it forms like a penis. So then you could pee in the bottle. No. It, yeah, it's a whole adapter thing. Yeah. Don't get me that for Christmas. No? No. Okay. What? You were going to think about it again? Get it for I, me? You could give it to a friend. I don't know. No. No, thank you. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that it, it's kind of, it forms, it, it attaches to your uh, private part. And oh, then, no? Really? And then it, it has like a little <laughs> straw thing, like a little wiener. And you could put that in a bottle and you could start peeing in a bottle like a man. I just don't, well, for a woman, I just don't understand how it would attach to your pee pee. Your pee it's hole. like a cup, like a suction cup looking mm. thing. And then you piss in it hmm. and then it goes through a pipe, which then you could point it towards a bottle. Interesting. Yeah, that's convenient. I'm okay with holding my pee. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> or going to the bathroom in a gas that's, station that's, or mother nature in the wilderness that's one of the things that like i'm very like you know we don't choose what body parts we're gonna come into the earth regardless of what gender you feel you are right but you come into this world with the body parts you're given right and i'm very fortunate i like having male organs <laughs> because the convenience of peeing while I'm recording a podcast driving 60, 70 miles an hour. Wow, look at you. Multitasking. Right. Driving, peeing, recording a podcast. Very safe. I'm hands-free. Yes. I'm doing a, a lapel microphone. Safety first. Safety first. Can you hear me good? Yes. Nice. But this Airbnb now, let's get down to business. Okay. 
this Airbnb was convenient. It was six minutes away from a outlet mall that used to be called The Block, very popular. They have great restaurants, Dave and Buster's, they have an AMC theater. It's a nice spot. The location was great. A plus. For location? For location. Yes. I would say cleanliness, yeah. It was pretty clean. Cleanliness, yeah, I would say. However, here's what I kind of told you or alluded to. It didn't seem like, you know how sometimes an Airbnb, it could be one person that takes care of their Airbnb and they they pimp the hell out of it. They make sure that everything's in there. Kind of like, I'll give you an example. Like when you get into an Uber and they give you mints. Oh yeah, like one of those luxurious cars where... And they give you water. Here, you want some water, sir? That kind of thing? Yeah. This place, they did have the works. They had a, a K-cup machine, which was cool. And usually when you get K-cups, it's from the people that left it, you know. And, you know, if there's any condiments, hot sauces, it's, it's usually hot teas. It's somebody that was staying there before and they leave it for the next person. Yeah, which is always nice. Which is always nice. We got two K-cups out of this one. It was cool. But as far as the things that the... What would you call that person? The provider? A minute. Oh, uh, the host? The host. As far as the things that they provided, it was like two rolls of toilet paper, one roll, uh, half roll of uh, paper towels. There was like... I get it. Airbnb, the whole point is that you're going to buy certain things you have your own kitchen to cook but at least you got to have the basics like soap detergent right right yeah uh, just like a hotel what they would provide they the, provide the basics the basics yeah and, and trash bags like uh, the, that but as far as soap they I, didn't br- have I brought that. my own yeah. I, thankfully i brought my own body soap they did have a towels i one guess one of those which for men good. which i never like to use where it's you can body use wash. It for whole, your whole body it's like soap and which is something soap. probably they left behind somebody Someone probably left it yeah which is fine this person the host it seems like they host multiple airbnbs they do and it doesn't seem like they really run Here they don't yeah they don't or i think if they treat this one like this it's probably all of them mm-hmm. the the dining table I guess I'm nitpicking, but you could. I took a video of the Airbnb, so I'll, oh, you did? I'll show it. Maybe oh, I can oh, show cool. it as we're talking or before, but so I'll, I'll show it. The dining table is a big square table, and you can't even sit on two. You can only sit on on two sides of it because the other side you can't put your legs in. It's, it's you have to eat with your legs spread and it's open. It's a big table, which would you big would table. think you could use all four sides. I was it. spread eagle trying to eat on one side of the table because I couldn't put my legs in there, and. It, the couch was like falling inward it was like a bunch of furniture they probably got from a goodwill and talk about the tv the most basic of all the uh furniture you could get probably the kind where you get like oh somebody puts it in the street and you pick it up yeah i was afraid to open you know lift up the sheets and there's probably stains on the mattress and you could expect that again you get what you pay for but you would expect at least something higher than a motel uh the blinds were all broken i tried to open the blinds and three of them fell out i'm like what the fuck it felt like it literally felt like i was like 
like the apartments we stayed in were super nice but the inside of this airbnb was just kind of trashy it was clean but just trashy the tv one little tv with a broken remote it's probably one of the worst airbnbs we stayed in i believe when it comes to those things as and when you compare it to where we've stayed before and what amenities they provided yes if this was our first airbnb experience i could leave i could imagine us saying oh yeah it was all right yeah but because we've experienced what it is to have I excellent mean, like accommodations and amenities the and, two airbnbs and all we stayed in, in in mexico city were freaking amazing yes and if you're ever hosting or want to host your, your own airbnb can i just say save some money and invest in putting tvs in the, in every room at least two tvs or, or something at least one tv in one room come on now be considerate that like if like for example we went with your family which was great but then we want to watch something else in the bedroom we can because we're watching cartoons right you know yeah and we're listening to baby shark <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's so cute my little niece baby shark 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 baby shark 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 and it's like don't put us through that you know be the host and be considerate that there's people there if, if you're saying your household could be for five people or six people give us another tv right yeah the tv just one tv for all that 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 doesn't make sense and all we use it for is youtube anyway right yeah so great internet thank you for the internet it, there was a lot of goods for it i guess i'm just nitpicking all the other stuff but it's 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 it was kind of like pretty low when it came to the furniture it was like really bad right uncomfortable sit on agree. the couch i would agree with you there this place that we found because of the time that we had to book it we had limited options to choose yeah uh, with you know with what we wanted to pay for it um also so we were i'm i'm serious we only only had probably like two to three options yeah to I, choose from that's unless what we it wanted comes to down go, to unless we wanted to go further yeah. away i think it was just a matter of when we booked it yeah, it, that's what happens. Because the short we notice. Just, we just planned it in, in one a month before. Remember? Right. It was like th three or four weeks before. We were st we started planning it, but the Airbnb itself, I think we got it like within three weeks or something. Right. No, I'm just saying. Like, I think we would have had more options. Right. As, yeah. If we would have maybe booked it in more in advance, August or September. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And and I think that is a huge factor because. Again, it was very convenient, but yeah, this Airbnb, it was probably one of the worst we've stayed in before, but it was, it was doable. It was cool. At least we had, you know, uh, they provided pans, right, the pans. stuff to cook. Yeah. Stuff to cook. Yeah. And like I said, I felt safe there. So I guess. Yeah. It was safe. All of that aside. Yeah, it, the parking, they made it... Okay, let's give some of the pluses. Well, I already gave that in the beginning, but... But, well, there's more, though. I mean, the way they made it easy to navigate with a YouTube video, they send you a link. That's pretty cool, yeah. They, they send, send you a video you. because it could be confusing to figure out where you're going to park, where mm -hmm. you're going to stay. And they did a walkthrough video, which was great. That's cool. It's, I, I, I just think they really need to focus a little bit more on 
on some of the details like yes. one of the walk-in closets had it was like their storage they had a bunch of crap in there yeah they had like a mattress that they're not even using they had a, a, a monitor they had they just had a bunch of crap in it. it was like uh what the hell so it was cool it it, it almost reminded me of like a, a hostel if you were to stay with a bunch of friends i'm exaggerating of course but like if if you were just a bunch of dudes hanging out i think this would be great but with you're with women uh people trying to be a little bit more comfortable it's not the best yeah and i would always of course always do your research this is one honestly if i because of the limited options we would had mm-hmm. i would have booked a different one to be honest with you yeah but this was really the best option we could have so always do your research whether you're booking it through airbnb or verbal look at the reviews read it when i read it it didn't seem like too bad other than you know like no there was no other there it, it just all read you know good and positive so mm-hmm. i i went with with that but you never know what you're gonna get yeah this one seems like those airbnbs where they give air like airbnbs a bad name where they'll rent and then the people that live there hate it because the people they rent it to they cause you know too much noise or who knows i mean broken blinds why is there so many broken blinds it's like like people were partying in there like crazy it's crazy because they are really strict on the partying yeah and their thing so i don't know remember where. the airbnb we did in houston they told you after 10 p.m you got to keep quiet. it down they even had these little sensors that if you make too much noise they had sensors yeah they had sensors outside as well like you weren't outside allowed in a uh, you weren't allowed in a pool area after 10 p.m or some yeah there was a bunch of strict rules which was cool i don't remember the sensor noises yeah there were some outside there were these what? sensors and they had a camera also in the balcony yeah they probably had cameras inside who knows you never know but there's airbnbs where they provide you with information on what to do in the city too so they really you really feel welcome you feel like a place like in mexico city they give you information on the subway system and in new york city the same thing yeah like where to eat like a suggestion suggestions where to, go, where to eat yeah what's around the area but anyway you know i don't want to linger on this too much but it was fun it was still good again it was convenient i i I remember the first night i drove to target to go get some stuff um and on the way there i discovered an indian restaurant that was we ended up trying it out it was amazing really good indian food. i went in there and i just wanted to get a menu and they're like do you want to try some i'm like oh it was like an express place kind of they give you a little a sample of, yeah. of both right of yeah both. they let me try they told me to try more and i'm like oh these are good i tried chicken tikka masala and then this blackened chicken i've never tried that one before that place was so good and then another spot called angelo's mm, the those burger burgers. yeah those fries the fries the onion rings had a steak sandwich there were some good spots when, when we go out traveling, we always want to try what they have in their city. Yeah, what do the locals eat there? We have some friends that they're, you know, no offense, but they'll be like, oh, let's hit up McDonald's. Let's hit up Carl's Jr. And no, you want to try the, the stuff that you don't have in your city. Right? I do. You always want to try something 
that is not something you could just get around the corner from your house. But do you think that's because we're foodies and some people, they don't care and they rather, for convenience sake, don't want to even like spend that time? Well, searching. if they don't care, they, they, they would just try whatever then, I think. I think, here's what it comes down to. Mm. Yeah, it might be for convenience. You're right on that. And it's not that they don't care. It's more like they're afraid of trying something new or doing the research and they're very basic they're like let's just stick with something very basic or maybe they're very picky and they don't want to try something new yeah exactly yeah that that could so be that it could too. ruin the trip for them because they didn't they're uh, not, for some people if they uh, eat something having that a they bad meal like, could ruin the whole trip i don't think so um well how about if it's something that people are sensitive sick. about yeah like maybe they, they don't want to try certain places because okay but like now we're like secluding specifically okay. to like a, a, a group of people L- like that. when we went to mexico city our friend was like uh well, let's get some carl jr i'm like no we're in mexico city we're gonna get something from mexico city right right we want to try something different uh you could do your research we all again just like on the last episode we talked about all the research you did for Disneyland and it made it so much easier all it takes is going on Yelp and finding some places around you and be like oh let's try this place oh let's try that place check out the reviews I think what like the, old, the Disneyland thing with the Genie Plus people just don't want to or don't know they don't know I think that's what it is it, it, I, that's probably something very true right there not knowing and not willing to explore and think outside of your circle outside of the box do you remember one time we went to visit a friend in another city and we went to Chili's they took us to Chili's I'm like I don't want to go to Chili's (laughs) (laughs) no it was it was wasn't it Red Robin or Red Robin I was like I don't want to go to Red Robin in another city I have Red Robin in Reno yeah Take me to um, Purple Robin. Give me, give me something local. Give me, give me something dirty. Give me something greasy. Well, I guess when people say when we talk about like doing activities or excursions, our excursion for us is trying, trying different foods from yeah, but it places. doesn't take a lot of effort. Maybe for some, maybe may. maybe I want to have a bad experience. Maybe I want to talk about it on a podcast and have a bad experience <laughs> so I can have some content. <laughs> well, we didn't have any bad experience on this trip, did no, we? No, it was all everything, good. I think everything we had, even at Disneyland. It was great. The restaurants that we tried. We tried this really good uh, taco place that was recommended. Uh, your friend, our friend Lolises. Oh, yeah. Tacos El Cholo. Yeah. Tacos El Cholo. I think the only bad experience I had was when we went to AMC theaters and the, the oh. lady in the front told me to finish my drink and I got a brain freeze. That was the only bad experience I had. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and that's that's how, that's such, such a good trip that we had is that, you know, we did our tradition to go, speaking of being basic, we, we love to go watch a movie in another place. I know, like, we, people could say, who goes to the movies? Yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> well, you go to the movies anywhere in your home, in your home city. Yeah, well, because here's the thing, though. Going to watch a movie, you could do it anywhere, right? But to experience a theater, I think to me, to get to know a new movie theater, it's always an adventure for me because it's not the same as a Red Robin is a duplicate of another Red Robin. 
if you go to another theater, you're going to see different things, different, there's history behind it. I don't know. I, I'm a, such a big fan of theaters. Yeah, we're just movie nerds. We love. We love movies. We love theaters. And I like the adventure of sneaking in alcohol into places. <laughs> so like this place, we went to this movie theater. We went to watch the movie, uh, The Menu. Oh, the they, menu. They, oh, yeah. We'll definitely talk about that. But uh, I, I went and bought uh, a beer up front because then I like to refill the same cup with the beer I snuck in. Yeah, which so, is smart. There's a hack there for you guys. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to support them too. You don't want to just be a, you know, unless you don't have money and you just want to drink out of a can That's and then they catch you. That might be a way to get caught. So... Well, yeah, your your way how you do it is smart because you're supporting, like you said, and then you then with your drink that you brought from home, yeah. you just put it in there so they don't question you. Yeah, they won't question you. They're not checking your bags really. And I noticed, I did notice this movie theater. They had several security guards with guns. Yeah, that is bulletproof vests. That was pretty cool. That was something nice to see. Again, from going to different movie theaters, you don't see that in different places like other places. In Vegas, for sure, you don't see yeah, that. Yeah, I've never seen it, and that's pretty cool. Kind of like if somebody was to try to get crazy and do something, they're right there, ready to go. Well, and nowadays, you know, shootings have happened in there, and yeah. cops, yeah, I mean, really should be anywhere, I feel like, publicly. They like, really why should. They have, they have police, well, I don't know if they have police, but is it security they have in malls? I don't know. I thought they maybe had a police officer, but maybe they don't. Maybe it's it's, it's just security that I, I see in, in malls. That's another place. Yeah, that but they in have malls, cops. sometimes those security guards are just observing report. They don't actually have weapons on them. Right, but that, that don't you don't you think that's another place a cop should be? It's a public big place. Yeah. And well, in Vegas, there's a security, uh, there's a cop security with a gun in every. Uh, city bus did you know that oh city bus there's always there's a driver and then there's a cop security on the bus because vegas have they've gone crazy you know the people that get on the bus some of the places parts of town yeah there's been instances where the cop has had to shoot somebody now you know in that scene bridesmaids where the lady thinks this guy is an air air marshal oh right so I just thought of this now. So are, are air marshals always on board on every flight? Like a kind of like a cop in case something crazy goes down or no? Definitely not in Southwest. I don't think so. Mm. Maybe. They should. I think it's random now. At one point it was mandatory, right? Or not mandatory, know. but they, they did have one on, I want to say at least most planes. Yeah, that, that I don't know. But that's now that I think about it. I don't it, think so because... How many times, how many airplane uh, videos have you seen where there's somebody getting taken out? The air marshal, there was oh, no air marshal. Yeah, you're right. If there was an air marshal, he would have probably put somebody in a Camaro or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And usually it's the flight attendant that has, they have to wait for the cops to show up to kick someone off of a plane. When there's a fight, especially when there was the whole mask thing, people not wanting to wear a mask on a plane, so many situations with that. Yeah cutie right here is trying to readjust herself so i was just getting her comfortable over here so many different um outrages and fights broke out in airplanes even mike tyson beat up somebody 
Yeah, that, I think what I asked just answers my question from what you, the stories you said. Yeah. You're right. Um, Air Marshal would have just stopped that or put it to rest. But back to the movie theater. So we went to buy a beer and we made our way to the room we were going to be in, Theater 5. Five. Five. Right when we sat down, I noticed these two ladies, probably in their 50s or 60s, older ladies um, just giggling and everything and that's one of the things is as soon as I sit down if you're making noise during the trailer chances are you you're, might you're, you're gonna ruin the movie <laughs> yeah you might quiet down but most of the time if you're misbehaving in the beginning it's gonna happen throughout the rest of the movie usually yeah, yeah. it goes and nowadays you pick your seats this is one of those theaters where you pick your seats. It's assigned seating. So we're kind of weary of moving seats and then somebody coming up to us and saying, hey, you're in my seats. So before that even happened, where I was already thinking, man, these ladies are going to be annoying. I, I put my beer down. Somehow my beer, the bottom of the cup got caught in my sweater. I think you laid your beer on your yes on your sweater and yes then when you pulled in the cop holder cop holder the cup holder yes yeah, and then when you pulled your sweater to obviously sit yep. down it's I'm obviously the cup was on I'm top taking, of it yeah. so you're taking the beer with it i'm taking off my sweater and all of a sudden you i didn't even notice you're like Damn. all of a sudden i feel a rush of cold hitting my ass <laughs> like wet cold i'm like oh. ah, like what is this i'm like Babe. oh the, all my whole beer it just spilled everywhere i mean imagine your my seat was wet your seat was soaking probably because i yours, couldn't sit back down yours was where it, where it hit mm -mm. first i could not sit back down yeah so, so we had to move seat we had to move so i'm sitting on the edge of the seat because the whole back of it is super wet and these ladies are in the back yapping i'm like oh this is terrible this is such a horrible situation most of the theater was full but i pointed at some seats and i'm going to teach everybody a life lesson not a life lesson a life hack life another life hack for here's you a, here's a life hack and it's not the first time i've activated this you got to activate this in situations like this if you ever have to switch seats in a movie theater after you already bought your assigned seats this is the life hack i'm about to teach you and I learned it by accident. So here's what you do. Go to Fandango. Step one. Step one <laughs> on your phone. Turn your brightness all the way down. Don't step be one two. of those. <laughs> don't be a douchebag. Very with important your, step. With your bright uh, screen annoying everybody. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Lower the lightness. Yes. Or brightness. The step, lightness. The brightness. The brightness. That's step two. Once you go to Fandango, go to the movie, the time that you were that you selected. Step three. If there's still time during the previews, go into uh, order. This is the douchey part. This might be douchey. Go and order four, four or eight uh, seats. So when you do that, now you're gonna go and pick your seats. So this also applies if you don't want people sitting next to you. Pick the seats next to you, around you, 
and then go to checkout. What happens is Fandango is going to reserve this for five to 10 minutes and nobody else is going to be able to select these seats. <laughs> After the previews, people cannot select on that time slot anymore. So therefore, people are going to have to select other seats and those seats are now free to go. You just purchase them for free, pretty much. So what I did is there were some seats by the handicap area, which those seats are usually great. Uh, there's nobody sitting around you because there's the space for the wheelchairs. They also warn you if wheelchairs come, you're going to have to move, which is, move. Yeah. which is fine. I don't care. I'll move. But the question is, like, I wondered always where, though, if every other seat is taken. What do you mean? Like, when they say, okay, if you're going to choose these seats, just be warned that if someone who has a wheelchair... Yeah. Well, then where am I going to move to if well, every other seat is taken? Right. So, and, and which is fine. So, I'm going to leave that up to the theater. If all the seats are taken, then, okay, you figure this out for me now. Because where am I going to sit? Unless right. there's seats in the very front. Now you're fucked. No. So, that's going to suck. But this trick, it always works, babe. I went ahead. As soon as I, I these ladies were yapping, my our asses are wet. I'm mm -hmm. like, we got to move seats. So, I picked those seats by the wheelchair area. I selected them. I went to check out. And next thing you know, we're good. Those are our seats now. Yeah, so we were no, able to move thanks to you. No one else is going to be able to purchase those. I think the only way they could probably purchase them if they go up to the front and do it face to face with the with a, a cashier, they could probably override it and say, "Okay, the movie already started, but you're running late. You're meeting your friends. Here's these seats or whatever." But the chances of them selecting those seats, because even for the cashier, it's going to show that they're being held for Fandango at the moment or mm -hmm. something. That's so, a good life hack. It's a really good life hack, right? Also, again... Movie life hack. Yeah. If, if you don't want people sitting around you, or let's say your friend's running late, reserve those seats by going and selecting them. And you could pretty much... So much stress, though, doing it right there. But we had to because we... We had to. We had to move. And it worked out because we could hear these ladies from down there. They're kind of like laughing at setups, not even funny parts, and they're all laughing. Yeah, it's cool. They were friends. They're probably it's their night out. You know, they're they're living their best life, but they're just a little annoying. Yeah, live your best life, but don't let it interfere with mine. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what these ladies were doing. Yeah, they were just being a little chatty. But they did settle down. I feel. Uh, yeah, but I did hear them a few times, and and they, they were like, huh? you know, doing the whole like, they were laughing at some parts that no one else was laughing and that kind of thing. But it's cool. At least we're further away from them. And and I kept my cup. So I kept my cup and then I had to refill it with the ones we brought in, the reserves. So that was, you know, a, at least I had a cup to, you know. To put it in. Yeah. So that part sucked. I spilled my beer all over the place. It's always embarrassing to spill, at least for me. As an adult, as a grown man, when you spill something, it just feels very like, uh, what what am I doing? It happens. It happens. It happens to everybody, right? Yes. Don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah. It just, it's always embarrassing. Like, dude, you're 40 years old. You're 40. What are you doing? Just because you're whatever age doesn't mean you're not going to spill things or trip and fall or... There should be a gap in your lifetime where you shouldn't spill shit. No. When you get older, you'll start doing it again. But there should be a time where 
you grow up as a kid you're always spilling things True, but, yeah. but, but there should be a time where it's like okay dude you're in your 20s stop spilling shit dude <laughs> grow up grow up <laughs> stop being a clumps a clumsy person but i'm a, a clumsy klutz. person babe i'm talking about like a man like a guy though oh so I'm if you're a, a woman and you're clumsy you're okay yeah girls but every if you're girl's a man clumsy. per freddie and you're clumsy <laughs> get it together a man, it's like a man look there's things that a man should do and i'm being sexist i'm sorry but if you're driving with your girl and, and let's say you go to get gas. Guess who needs to fill up the gas? The man. If you let your girl fill up the gas and you just stay in the car, there's something wrong with you, dude. All right? Oh, I'm not telling gentlemen. I'm, no, well, I'm not telling you to open the door for your girl every time. Don't get him used to that. that that's going over, you know. Don't go and walk around and open the door for your girl. Especially if you're dating because now she's going to expect it all the time. However, when it comes to filling up the gas tank, always, always do it yourself. Don't let your woman fill the gas tank. What if it's her car, though? You get up and you fill it up. You should. I don't know. I think so. That's one thing. The second thing is, as a man, you shouldn't be spilling shit. Between the ages of 18 and 50. You shouldn't? No, you shouldn't. Well, then you're not there yet, so you can't then. No, I've done it. I'm just saying you really shouldn't, though. Yeah, but you are you said after 50. No, I know. Oh, so in I, between that yeah, age. Yeah, between that age, you should... Oh, 18 and what? 50? 18 and 50. You shouldn't be spilling. Yes, unless there's a if disability. You're a if you're a man... That's if you spill if you're at a restaurant and you spill your drink with friends that's you should you should really like and it's happened to me i'm just saying you should if you feel bad if you feel like a very like if you feel very small at the moment and you feel like a child at the moment you should because that's what you are at the moment wow you fucking idiot don't be spilling shit anyway that's another life hack so that's how I felt. I felt like a child <laughs> when I spilt my beer. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe it's a trauma thing. I don't know. Maybe it's something in my, like as a kid, you know, getting yelled at when you spill your milk. You know how the, the saying, don't cry over spilt milk? Yeah. Well, there, there you go. go. Don't cry over spilled milk. Don't cry over spilled beer. <laughs> or spilled beer. That's the name of the episode. Don't cry over spilled beer? Yeah. <laughs> And we did not cry. We just moved our asses to a new seats and we yeah. watched the movie, which... My beer was hot, though. The reserves. Oh. because They were hot. Aww. They were not cold. So I got up. I got back up and I went to the concessions and I got us some snacks. And I got those little cups they give you for free for water. And I brought ice and I put that shit in my beer. Oh, that's, that's your smart. I love ice in my beer. People don't know this. Put ice in your beer, man. You're going to hydrate at the same time. And your beer is going to taste really good. Does it? Because doesn't the ice melt in it? and maybe Yeah, which is, it dilutes it. Yeah, change the you, flavor a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Maybe people don't like that. That it changes the flavor. Then keep your beer cold. But it... Well, yeah, but sometimes they can't. Like you, in right. your case. 
well, drink hot beer then. I, I don't care if my beer's diluted. I prefer to drink a cold beer that's di- diluted. Over a hot one. Yeah, you don't want to drink hot. Hot beer is the worst. Oh, my God. I remember as a kid, I, I rode my bike from Reno to Sparks. I went on this little ride, and I found a, a Corona uh-huh. on the side of the road. And I, I looked around. I'm like, oh, my God, a, a beer. And I put it in my pocket, and I kept it for, like, three months. And one day I was like, I was keeping it for a special occasion. I was 15. And then finally one day I, I, I opened it. I'm like, tonight's the night. I'm going to relax. My mom's not home. I'm going to drink this beer. And I didn't think of it like it was still hot, right? I never put it in the freezer or the, the fridge, I mean. And I remember taking a drink from it. And it was the worst taste I've ever, like, that could have made me not want to drink beer ever again. It was That's- terrible. You reminded me when I accidentally during this trip, <laughs> and this was in Disney, yeah. and I did this like three times. Yeah, it happened twice. No, I think it happened three. Three? Yeah. yeah. One yeah. time we weren't there. I had my beer in a cup this, with a straw, Bleh. and I remember you took a shot from the whiskey. And then I wanted to chase it down with what I thought was yeah. soda. Yeah, you got and the wrong no, cup. No, no, no. I, I, I chased down whiskey with beer. I'm surprised you didn't spit it out, babe. I almost did one time. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was the worst. Because yeah. I don't like beer. So that shows you how much it was really bad for me to yeah. chug it down. It didn't just happen once. It happened yeah. a couple times. I know. It was crazy that... That doesn't happen a lot, and it happened three times this trip. I honestly think beer is an acquired taste. It, it is. honestly is, because I felt like, okay, maybe after a, a couple of times of me doing this and me having a nasty stain face, I'm right. like, maybe I could, if it was the only thing available. It's like IPAs. People that like beer don't necessarily like IPAs. Sammy and Tony, they all make a big deal that they used to pretend, they, they stopped pretending they like IPAs. IPAs. I love IPAs. You know, a lot of people don't like IPAs. A lot of people don't, you which know is why fine. why I say that? Why? Because at uh, the LA Comedy Club where I cocktail serve, there's not a lot of people. Very, very, very few. In the whole oh, month and a half that I've worked there, I can count with one hand how many people do they have, have ordered IPAs. How, how many IPAs do they have there? They only have one. And it's the goose one. Oh, goose is good. I say, I used to say, I call it gray goose. <laughs> like, that is not gray goose. <laughs> LA Comedy. So, you're talking about LA Comedy Club, the club that has the all you can drink for $25? Oh, yeah. $25 all you can drink. Shows beers, seven nights a well week, drinks. 6 p.m., 8 p.m., and 10 p.m. Yes. Have this, 25 all you can drink. This episode has been brought to you by LA Comedy Club. And if you are a local, guess what? You don't pay 25 You pay $20 for all you can drink. So show your local IDs and you get even more savings. And you get 50% off. They really do know how to treat they the locals. They do. Like, honestly, they treat the locals there really good. I mean, just $25 all you can drink. Where in Vegas, like, we're really on the strip. Mm-hmm. Can you get a well drink? Forget, okay, just the $25 you can drink. Just put this in perspective. A well drink yeah, right there at the club costs you anywhere from $10 to $12. Yeah. Okay? That is a great price. So if, you, if you're wanting to drink at least two drinks, three then it's worth it. The show is an hour and 15, and if you get there a half hour earlier, because it starts right when you, uh, a half hour before the show, that is so worth it. Yeah, 
it's definitely worth it. You get three drinks, two drinks, and you already got your money's worth. Yeah, beers. If you do two, it's worth it. If you do at yeah. least three drinks, it's 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 worth it. Oh, when I went to the bar at the movie theater, the guy carded me right, and which is fine. It's cool. Um, but anyway, he gives me a bracelet, and then he he tells me you could only get one drink at a time and only three for the night. Oh wow. That's crazy, huh? Three because being from Vegas is, we're not used to that. Yeah, they don't give you a limit out there. Yeah, and we don't have a last call either. And then he wrote on my bracelet a little with a sharpie, a little line. That's their system, and he has no idea that I have like three cans in my, <laughs> <laughs> in my girl's purse. You're like, actually, I'm doing six drinks for the night. <laughs> Wink. But only two with you. <laughs> but only two with you. <laughs> yeah. I just need your cup. I'm about to spill this beer <laughs> and trade it for a hot one. <laughs> That's one thing I don't like when people ask me at the club because we're supposed to take their cup if they do all you can drink and we're supposed to refill that cup. Yeah. But a lot of people, they're like, oh, I'm not done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to need that cup, sir. They expect me to say, oh, it's okay. But I'm like, no, I'm just going to wait. Are you yeah. want to come back? I'm gonna or need that cup. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need that cup right there. And then, yeah. oh, what they try to do? They give me another cup that maybe uh, they had from a friend. I'm like, no, I need your cup. So don't try to, you know, get away, get one away from me, or get one on me, because yeah. I will get you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's they. they I mean, I'll it's take the care system. of you. It's I, a system. I take care of my customers. That, those are the rules. That's the policy there. Abide by the rules. Abide we got by the rules. one hour and eleven minutes left. Woo! One eleven. Make 11. a wish. I wish uh, we I'm get to do more podcasts like this. How about that? Oh, am I supposed to say the wish? No. Huh? No. Hey, so before we get okay. into like skin, before we get into skin fest uh, recap, we already hit forty-five minutes. Can oh you my it? god! Wow. Should we do then a separate episode for? No, let's let's go ahead. Uh, let's talk about the menu real quick. The movie. And then get into Skankfest. But, um, so this movie, what'd you think of the menu? Uh, um, like overall or? Yeah, for the listeners, we went to watch a movie called The Menu. Have you ever heard of it? Look up the trailer. It's pretty much about these uh, foodies, like rich foodies that are really into fine cu- cuisine. Fine cuisine. Cuisine. Like fine dining. Fine dining. The whole chef uh, world of like amazing uh, you won't believe how much it got on 90 I mean I just said it uh, you, I was gonna ask you, you won't believe what it got on Rotten Tomatoes what did it get 90 90 yeah it's like that movie Pig with Nicolas Cage it's about these these bougie uh, chefs and people are into that kind of food and they go to this place into this island or whatever to go try and eat from they're gonna go eat from this amazing chef. Yeah, they visit this uh, remote island. Yeah. So they go to this remote remote island where this popular chef has like a lavish tasting menu, and he is known to give them an experience. So he gives them courses, like course one, two, three, four, and every time they're 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 tasting something, and he gives a story behind that course, right? Yeah. But then things turn. He has students too, a bunch of chefs that are his students, and they, they're, they're really good at what they do. 
Yeah. And there's a twist, and there's going to be spoilers on this, so if you want to watch it... Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert. If you want to watch it, probably stop listening. But the movie is garbage. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> it's a shitty movie. It's, the, it's an interesting plot, because there's going to be a twist. And I'm sure some of you liked it. It's cool if you liked it. But... This is just our opinion. Our opinion is that this... We both agreed many times we disagree and I like a movie you don't this time we both agreed it was just like I'm watching I'm like I, I was waiting for the twist and and it's everything you see in the trailer so if you watch the trailer you watch the movie it's that's what sucks about trailers these days these days but it wasn't that it was like squid games meets um it's like a version of Squid Games. I'll, I'll put it that way. Like a flavor with rich white people. Yeah, like a flavor of that. Yeah, where they don't know what they're getting into, and then people are gonna die in this movie. I think they could have got way more creative with the writing, and instead and they're, they're big just actors. Yeah, and th instead they're just. I guess it's about exposing some of their sins. Everybody has a sin in this group of people, and but one person. What I don't understand about the movie still to this day was, okay, so the people that he has working for him, they all live there. They're all like aspiring chefs because he's like a really popular chef. So they're there. They live there. They stay, they study what he does. And spoiler alert, they all kill themselves at the end. Yeah. They all, yeah. Blow, oh, they all blow themselves up. Because of why? I, I still don't understand, I don't understand that. They gave why. their lives up for this guy. Because this guy was obviously a troubled chef. Yeah. He had a troubled a relationship with his mom. Oh, he talked about it in the movie that there was a scene or a, one of the courses that he named after was uh, about his stepdad or his dad, right? Yeah. That would beat his mom and that he had to, like, stop his dad and that he stopped him by putting um, an, uh, a knife or scissors into his uh, thigh. And so one of the courses was a chicken thigh with the scissors in it. That, that, so he related his meals to kind of like that. So yeah. he was really troubled. He ended up killing in front of all the guests before he killed all of them and himself. Mm -hmm. He killed somebody. I forget. He was a really popular guy who like helped him during COVID with his restaurant, blah, blah, blah. One of his chefs, right? Was it one? No, no. This is... He, he had one of his young guys shoot himself in front of everybody. Oh, that was the first guy, yeah. One of but, his chefs just no. shot himself. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so that was a scene, an interesting scene. Uh, not interesting, but like, whoa. Again, like, no explanation why this young chef just shot himself. Why did he shoot himself? They had no explanation. Yeah, he wanted to aspire to be him. He's like, you're never going to be like me, huh? Like, And that's what I started noticing. Oh, this is not something of a positive of speech that he's giving to him. He's like making him feel like less of a man he's like you're never gonna be like me huh he tells the young i guess chef. that's why he shot himself then and then and then he shoots himself he puts yeah. a gun in his mouth it's pointless though it's very but it's, why it's they never very explained dumb. it they never explained it. i hate when movies don't explain well, i think this movie um didn't left a lot of stuff out with the explanations when i said it's squid games meets and i couldn't think of it i know what now what squid games meets heaven's gate that one cult where the leader kind of looked like him. He was bald, though. And they all kill themselves. They drink some poison. And they all had Nikes. They are all dressed in black. It was like a cult. 
they followed this guy. Yeah, like a cult. Yeah. And, and they thought that by killing themselves, they were gonna their souls, their minds were gonna get transplanted to the spaceship. That was uh, there was a spaceship behind the comet Hell's Halley's Bop or something like that back in the nineties. There's a good documentary on Amazon or HBO about Heaven's Gate, where this cult, for some reason, they're all wearing Nikes mm-hmm. and black shirts, black pants, and they all ended up killing themselves too. This reminds me of that because it, it was like a cult. Wow! Yeah, everybody I can was going to die. Cult vibes in this movie for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was just a very like stupid movie, and, and what what makes it stupid. Is that they were trying to be very bougie, very like high class and this and that. It's like, nah, you were very, you were very like, uh, you ripped off Squid Games and you try to be very different, by, but you, your plot, it was just a really stupid plot. I mean, the concept of going to a remote island where you don't know what's gonna happen, where it takes a twist, where the chef ends up being bad and it could have been very good i i, I mean it had a I, lot of it potential could have been good i mean it's different yeah and this is the kind of stuff that really really uh can we see something can you see on rotten tomatoes how about the audience what did the audience give it uh yeah it says 84 liked well, okay. this is google users hold on let me see um, because sometimes I notice, and I this one I might be proven wrong, but sometimes there's a high rating of critics, and then the audience thinks it's shitty. Okay, so uh, yeah, eighty percent of audience and ninety the okay. tomato meter. I don't know. I don't um, understand what this means. Where it says, while its social commentary relies on basic ingredients, the menu serves a black comedy with plenty of flavor. Ooh, did a critic what is, post that? It's a critic's a, consensus. I don't uh, understand what black comedy means. Is that really like... Oh, uh, like mean? a dark comedy. Oh. Yeah, like a dark comedy is like... It's kind of like uh, a movie that there's killing and all that, but there's a little bit of humor, like dark humor. Oh my gosh, you won't know who one of the producers... Who? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is one of the producers. Yeah, I mean, amongst two other people that I don't know their names. And when we get home, we're going to watch Elf. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But, ew, Will Ferrell, no. That was a bad job. Yeah, it was was a bad movie. For us, right? I mean, look at what people scored it, though, right? Yeah, I mean, we just didn't like it. We just didn't like it. Uh, There is a, a few actors on here who we've liked in other movies yeah uh her name is anna taylor joy she's the one that in the movie menu is the uh escort so that is a uh i guess another she's the only one that survives interesting or creative writing she wasn't supposed to be a a part of that yeah she didn't know what she was getting herself into she was invited by this uh Rich rich guy who ends up getting killed and hangs himself because he's so intrigued and in love with this chef that he wants to be him. Mm-hmm. He gives him an opportunity to show off and cook in front of people and it goes bad. It's nobody likes his food. Nobody likes his food and he takes it too too. I guess I guess hard. for people that are into that kind of world maybe. Fine dining or something. It might be something interesting. It just was not our cup of tea. Yeah. The, the movie is the movie shit. Obviously people liked it. It just we didn't like it. It's cool. I was thinking it was the hot beer I was drinking. 
know. Yeah, she's in it, which is really good. John Leguizamo. Uh, John Leguizamo, the cook. I don't know. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies. His name is Ralph Finesse. Yeah. Uh, he's been. Uh, I've seen him in a lot of movies. Oh, he's he was in the Schindler's List. Oh wow, he looked familiar. Kind of looked like Liam Neeson. Yeah, you said that. Anyway, do you want to talk about Skankfest? Since we just we're about to hit yes. an hour. Okay, so Skankfest finally has been Skank over Fest a month. Vegas. Oh my gosh! So Skankfest Vegas happened. We survived it. Freddie performed in it. Got to perform twice in Theater Eleven. Eleven. They held it in this place that. Uh, that's funny. We're talking about theaters. This used to be a movie theater up in uh, in uh, this area called Neonopolis in Las Vegas, downtown Las Vegas on Fremont. And they have multiple theaters. Multiple theaters. It was abandoned. Yeah. And now they... They used it for... For this, this venue. Yeah. For this. There's only one that they use. It's called Notoriety. But they open up the rest of the rooms to uh, service Gankfest. So some of the rooms, some of the venues where people were performing were movie theaters, like auditorium seating type of thing. And that was pretty cool to be part of it, especially because it's in the city we live in. So that was a uh, thing I wanted to ask you was, this was the first festival of Skankfest where where we were staying was almost actually like walking distance to the venue yeah all other venues we've had to take transportation yeah to the venue so it was almost for me like coachella where we had a tent and we were only walking distance from oh the yeah fun, the fun the entertainment we could go back to the tent we can go back to the tent get Have drinks, some drinks we could rest everything was on our own schedule versus right. being away from it and navigating around that yeah how did you like that this time around? I think that aspect was the whole part of uh, being so close to it. With uh, We stayed at the downtown Grand, and it was about a block away. And so convenient. And I, I think part of the reason I think is the best gang fest yet is because of that. I, I A lot of people talked about how close it was to their hotel, whether they stayed in a shitty hotel or in a nicer hotel, you can stay at Golden Nugget, at the D, at the Circa, and they're all walking distance. So I, I, I think that aspect was pretty cool. Just like you said, the whole going back to your campsite and regrouping, doing whatever you got to do, and then go back to the venue. Yeah, I, I really uh, enjoyed that aspect as well because it was just so convenient just to be so close get ready and then just walk there food. we got tired we got back the food yes everything was just right another thing there is that there's so much food around there there was white castle danny's and those are the basic ones right but then you have the taste of vegas like stuff that you don't find anywhere else like dirt dog i mean dirt dogs from california but it's something that people won't experience in their city yes they're from pennsylvania or east coast texas Dirt Dog is like a place where they make these really good hot dogs, all like different styles, you know, Mexican style. And uh, there was some Mexican restaurants around there. Yeah, that, that was Chinese awesome. restaurants. Yeah. 
So you could actually try a taste of Vegas in that whole area. So much food around there. It was pretty cool. So much food. And there was like no place where, like all the places around were pretty good uh, to eat. So yeah. convenience, the food, being so close to the venue. That was awesome. They just announced that next year's Skame Fest, the dates, the locations have already been secured. So I'm wondering, is it going to be in the same spot in Vegas? Yeah. People liked it in Vegas. Will it be back in Vegas? Who knows? But I got a feeling, uh, and I might be wrong, but I think it might be back in Vegas. Because Lewis said that they really liked the venue. Rebecca, there's a lot of people that talked about the spot. Except they're going to learn from certain things they could have done better. Which is always the what you learn in a venue. Right. There's going to be some things that you're going to figure out. And one of the things, wh wherever it's going to be, Lewis said they're going to try to develop something like an app where kind of like the Genie. Yeah. Where you could kind of pretty much reserve what show you want to be in. So you could have a QR code or, and then you could just walk into the room. So then people don't have to make these long ass lines before a show. I like that idea. That is a great idea. And I think another thing that they could benefit is make the stages higher. Yes. Because there's some rooms that were standing room only and you cannot see what's happening. You couldn't see. Unless you had a big old Megatron or something and a TV, a giant screen t showing you what's happening on stage because all you see is a bunch of heads. You don't see what's going on on stage like in the big room where the concessions would be in the movie theater. That was the big room, right? And that's where Legion of Skanks was held, Kill Tony, and it was standing room only, but you can't see anything. Yeah, it's I It's a beautiful room, just that raise That part they need to improve on. Yeah, so that looking, and, and the notoriety room too. I'm looking at our photos from Skankfest. Yeah. And not that we have to go in order, um, but just some highlight photos that I'm seeing here. Uh, we, get, we got to see uh, Amazing Shannon. Yeah, uh, Shannon Lee. Uh, Shannon Lee from The Thing Is. Ding. Ding. Yeah, so we got to see her the first day. She was always busy working every single day. Uh, the first night that we saw her there was the pre the pregame, and she was uh, checking people in there in a little booth. Uh, I took this picture with her with Cutie. And oh, yeah, the pre-party, huh? The pre-party, yeah. She's wearing an Ari Shafir shirt in this photo, which I want. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, it was great to see Shannon. We got to uh, you actually interviewed her too. Yeah, little, I did a little on one minute or two podcast. minute interview. Yeah. She gave you your goodie bag, so thank you, Shannon, for. Oh yeah, the goodie bag was cool. For that, yeah, we have to. I don't think you've opened that goodie bag since. I haven't gone through it as much. They always give you a goodie bag, a nice little swag bag, and uh, this time I, I did open. They gave me a yearbook. Oh, yeah, that yearbook is awesome. The yearbook was pretty cool. Like, fans could buy this book and go around getting autographs from every comic they would run into. I heard that it was not the first year they did that, that they yeah. did the yearbook Apparently, last they've year. done it before. Yeah. I didn't see it at Houston. I didn't really, maybe, didn't pay attention. But, um, I mean, I wasn't part of the lineup last year, so I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this year, I was in the book. It was pretty cool. Every comic that was, they put their headshot, their name. It was really awesome. It's a great memory to have. And towards the end of the book, it tells you kind of like a high school book, who's more likely to do this, who's more likely to do that. And 
it has different pictures of like Ari or all the bigger comics and it, it was pretty nice and inside of the goodie bag you get a t-shirt you get a nice lighter from uh, with, the, from, with the Skankfest logo yeah. bottle opener they gave us two $50 chips oh yeah you still have those huh yeah <laughs> yeah and uh we also bought some shirts or did you buy some swag i know i bought swag when we yeah. went to meet uh we met lewis's sister oh yeah and she was uh actually working in uh the swag or the merch table yeah did you buy anything or that did I, I just buy my I, shirt i bought a shirt you bought a shirt i did too and i bought a hat which oh, i've been the hat. wearing yes, this yes. weekend yeah like so that, that was pretty cool yeah there was great merch too that was awesome that was cool to meet Louis's sister that day because i uh she oh, was hella Shannon cool happened to be the one who told us yeah i don't know it was after we got your goodie bag yeah that Louis j gomez sister was actually working at the merch table and then we saw her and she's like i don't want to be here i just want to be drinking <laughs> she's like i didn't know that this was going to be all included when i signed up to help like yeah. <laughs> she's like fun. i'm stuck here i'm stuck here she was so funny yeah she was awesome uh, Cutie was a really popular a highlight of oh, yeah. Skankfest. Christine I, loved Cutie. Oh my gosh. She was loved it, it by was everyone and Christine was so awesome just it, it loving her. It was her anxiety. Her. Anxiety dog she said like her petting dog because she just had a, she has a new puppy her and Big J and she, every, she said that Cutie was like uh, helping her get through it. Yeah, so for listeners who know or may not know. They have to leave their puppy in New York. Yeah, so Big J Okerson and Louis J. Gomez and Dave Smith are the three guys who started uh, Legion of Skanks. And now they have this festival, Skankfest, and Christine is Big J's fiance. fiance. And she loves Cutie. We brought her to Skankfest. We promised Cutie because... We didn't bring her for Skankfest Houston. That we I know. We're, we're leaving her in the Aww, Airbnb. We should have just... I know. Now knowing that we did this. Then again, we didn't have the sling. We I didn't, didn't have the I sling. I didn't give you the sling until Christmas. After. Yeah. Yes. So, Cutie was a, a popular... Was popular amongst everyone there. Everybody was petting her. and Yeah. She, she had a blast. She liked the attention. She liked the attention. Yeah. Um, out of all of the interviews, the mini ones that you did, babe, I mean, you did Joe Liss, Robert Kelly, Big J, Big, Big J Okerson. Um, yeah, my buddy Colin, uh, he recommended that I should do some, you know, man on the street kind of interviews. And, uh, and it was a great idea because I had a little microphone, remote microphone. And I said, all right, we're going to do it, I think Sunday, right? We did a Sunday. Yes. And I went around asking people, like, 30-second interviews. What did they like about Skate Fest? And promoting something they had, whether it's a special or the podcast. And what were you saying? Out of all the interviews, what? Like, yeah, which out of one? all the interviews, which one was, like, the most hardest to approach? The hardest to approach? Yeah, like, like you were scared to ask. I would say Ari Shafir. Really? Yeah. And that's why I didn't approach him. <laughs> oh, so you could have? I mean, I could have approached them, yeah, but I, I don't want to bug them. I don't know. But that's what they're there for. They, they, they expect for people to go up to them. I just thought you didn't have the opportunity yeah, to. Yeah, I guess. No, I, there was a few times where I saw them pass by. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. 
but it's cool though um but you got some great great clips for our great interview should i, I say. thought you were gonna ask me which one's one of my favorites i okay, think which, let's do that which one of my favorites favorite? was robert kelly because you know he was on his way to do something i don't know what it was and i asked him for 30 seconds and i kept my word and he was so cool like he's even in the interview he said you know skankfest these guys are like the most aggressive fans and this and that but they're great he's like when people come up to me and want to take a picture i'm like yes of course whatever you want i'll do it for you See, you know because that's what ari would have been for you probably yeah and but i've talked to ari before and he's great he's a great dude just that i just didn't approach him it was yes. just me getting into my own head but anyway robert kale was one of my favorites i really liked that and i i prom i got to promote which i'm gonna make it into a one of those shorts yeah and instagram reels we're promoting his new special called killbox on lewisdecay.com it's only uh shit i think ten dollars i want to say but it's a great special very funny and go support yeah and it, it's just great I, I love bobby kelly he's one of my favorites so that was definitely one of my highlights and i kept my composure of course i loved interviewing joe list but i was all over the place i was like fanning out no i think you did great and he thank you and he also he was cool he, he was, was great so awesome no he was great joe list was great and at one point somebody crossed in front of our camera he even called it i was like okay that was weird like he was really cool too uh i got to interview uh louis j gomez that was awesome he was <laughs> playful he's like he was making fun of our friends well he was making fun of more <laughs> you because i sent sam to go ask because him because <laughs> he's like why did you send your, your, loser, your friends. loser friends to ask me to be on your podcast it's like they wanted 30 seconds so if, if, if it was for you i would have gave you five now i'm only giving you oh he said i would have given you five minutes now i'm only giving you 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> that was great it was awesome to interview him and, and I, I got to do a little clips with fans of the podcast or of the festival famous, yeah so not just with comics and that was pretty cool there's still several uh, there's a lot of people I, I haven't released yet and i'm gonna put them out but that one couple wolf story his yes. last name was wolf and her last name is story mm-hmm they were oh, really yes, cool uh -huh. they were really cool it was their first gang fest they told a nice story of or they they talked about uh uh how what they do in their city where they're from and what podcast they like that was that was pretty cool i think and you also got to interview jeremiah Watkins in this oh my god of studio course. that Skankfest put together with not just a room yeah. but with cameras the microphones that was amazing with a producer their own producer yeah natalie shout out to natalie shout out to natalie and, and that's where i reconnected with my my new homie i i don't think we were homies well we weren't homies before but i knew him from Skankfest south colin and he didn't remember me but i remembered him and uh it was cool because we got to connect we got to hang out with colin throughout the weekend he was helping natalie in the gas digital recording booth can i just say something so interesting to me uh, how like how all it aligns how it, things connect puzzles like you find the puzzle mm -hmm. you had this experience with colin he doesn't remember you but you remember him right you, like you, he had left you some sort of impression like he you did something he did something for you, you right use the bathroom whatever okay i was gonna piss myself and he let me he let me get out of the roast battle the naked roast battle which they weren't allowing people back in and he said just drop my name they'll let you back in 
and they let me back in because I mentioned Colin. Yes. So fast forward now, we're in Skankfest Vegas. We're in this room. We didn't know he was going to be in the room. We didn't no. know he was assigned to help no. Natalie because Natalie had his help and another guy's help. Mm -hmm. And Natalie wasn't in the room at the moment. He was the one in there. I'm like, oh, I got a reservation to record. And did you notice him right away there? Not right away. I, I like he's he introduced himself and then uh, we're just talking. Show me where we're going to record. He said he's like, Natalie will be here soon. I'm, I just texted that you're here already. Mm -hmm. And we're just talking. We're chatting. And then I realized I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, this is actually before the podcast started. I went up to scope up, scope out the area. Oh, by myself. Yeah, right. I remember you went to go. And check he out. was by himself too because Natalie wasn't in there at the moment. So that wasn't until later he texted her. But as we're talking, I'm like, "Hey, you've been to you were escaping for South, right?" It, it, like as we're talking, it, it hit me. I'm oh, like, "I hate you." I remember you. And I told him, you, yeah, and he, he doesn't remember the situation because obviously he's dealing with a bunch of hundreds of people. Interactions, yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a thousand people in Skankfest South. There was over 2,000 in Skankfest Vegas. So, yeah, my interaction was nothing. You know, it was just a little blimp, a little bleep uh, of his world. But I remembered him and it was cool because we got to connect and he's such a great dude. But that, that's what I'm telling you. That's so crazy. Okay, so that happened. Bathroom save story from another festival. You see him again, not knowing you're going to run into him. Yeah. So it's it, uh, that's what, what I What are find. the odds that out They're, of all yeah. the places he was volunteering, they put him to work with Natalie? Exactly. At that time, at your podcast, because maybe he could have been volunteering some, somewhere been else. In another room and a break. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so not just that. So during the podcast, when you finally record... You bring up the story of Colin, how you met. Yeah. And then you actually ask him to jump on. Yeah. And Colin could have said, like me, the shy person, I instantly, I would have said, uh, no, I don't know any of your friends. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just as me, because I, how was I when you asked me to be on the podcast with you, with Sammy and Jeremiah? Well, first you were down because you thought it was just you, me, and Sammy. Right, but then Jeremiah but when I mentioned came Jeremiah, to the you didn't want to be. You're like, no, I don't know what to say. I'm like, who cares? Just jump in. Well, my this is the example I'm trying to link is, I didn't have an opportunity to hang out with Jeremiah or even have a conversation with him. And you're very shy. That's why. So for me, anti-social butterfly. You're an <laughs> yeah. introvert. So for me to jump into a conversation on a podcast in front of. And this is the other ticker, guys. I am shy, but add this into the factor. If you're a shy person, you will understand. I'm in front of people, the producer, Natalie. She's watching us the whole dang time of the podcast. I thought they were just going to set up, call in her, the other guy that was helpful, and leave. And we were going to be in our room, which still added to my anxiety. No, she has to do the switching the camera. No, I know, but monitoring the this audio. is me like, oh my God, like she's going to be here. Now another person in the room that I don't know that I'm not comfortable with, basically. So that, that was as a shy person. Again, only my shy people are going to get it. Not that you weren't comfortable. You didn't know you were going to be comfortable. In your head, you're telling yourself, I'm not going to be comfortable. Well, true. True, because usually I'm not comfortable unless I've had a conversation with you or we've you know, at least exchange a few words for me to be comfortable now to be in a room with you and especially being recorded. Can you okay. hear me chewing? I'm I chewing some Cheetos. Cheetos. I don't. I don't think so. Oh, good. 
um so yeah i was a a little no i don't want to do it but as you guys know i did it it's Mm -hmm. out there and we did the episode and what you were saying too about colin he could have said no and he was a natural he just jumped in and did it just like you you're a natural too just that you were overthinking it Mm -hmm. you know you're just a little overthinking it but you were great you're awesome on podcasts you're a great podcaster oh thank you babe but i get it it's the nerves it's getting to you the anxiety the fear of the unknown well because i haven't again i haven't had a conversation with jeremiah he doesn't know my personality he doesn't know how i joke so it, that's what I, podcasting is all about though you get to know somebody and you bond with them ugh, okay well long story short i was that was me going into the podcast and so that's why i commended colin because him not Knowing, knowing us, yeah. me and Sammy, just mm-hmm. even a little bit of you, he's like, yeah. yeah, sure, let me just jump in. So I, I that I like, I'm like, wow, that's really, it's, it's that's a, cool of him. It's amazing the connections that have come out of Skankfest. The people that we get to know because everybody is like like minded. There's no fights. Everybody's cool. The girls are cool. Uh, there's more girls going to Skankfest now, which is awesome because most of the time it was just the girls coming with their boyfriends there's no fights there's the guys are cool they're not like being all tough trying to one-up each other everybody's just really cool for the most part right from for the most seeing. part yes everyone uh, of course there's gonna cool. be maybe in the future who knows altercation or something but like everyone's even the guy and i snitched on this dude that was getting a little too handsy a little too drunk with some dude like he was pushing some guys around and he was just being playful but that kind of like buff jock guy energy yeah. Where I went to, I told somebody, I'm like, this guy's a little, he's had too much to drink. And they went and they saw that he just, he was just out of it. He just, and he was really nice. He's like, okay, I'll go home. I'm going to get some rest. Yeah. And he was cool. It was like, it, it could have been, if it would have been like a rock concert or some other place or it would have been like, no, fuck you. Who the fuck you think? Yeah. And, the, you know, everybody, what I'm trying to say is everybody's in the same like-minded attitude. Everybody's very positive. There's no fights. And some great connections came out of this. Like Colin, for example. Uh, Colin, one time you and me were somewhere else watching a show. And then Colin ran into Christian, Tito, and Sammy. And he took him upstairs to the podcasting booth. And then they told me to go over there. You and me went up there. And we were just having a blast. Remember that? That was fun. That was a highlight, too. We're in the podcast room where we had just recorded a day before with Jeremiah Watkins. And now we're just having an unrecorded podcast, just us sitting on the same table, just chatting it up, having some drinks, and just laughing hard, hysterically. At one point, Christine walks in, because she's like, where's this noise coming from? She walks in, and she's like, oh, okay, it's you guys. She saw me, she saw Colin, and and she's like, oh, you guys are having, it sounds like you guys are having a good time. (laughs) And she just closed the door. And, and, And then outside, when we walked out of that room, there was Bobby Hutch, one of the main producers from Legion of Skanks. He could have told us to shut up, keep it down. or No, he, he was just enjoying himself. He had his headphones. He's doing his thing. He let us enjoy ourselves. He could have been a dick. Yeah. That's one of my highlights, too. I think that part was pretty cool. But the cool thing, I think, I met great people like this dude from uh, Arizona named Ben. We connected. Uh... He has a podcast. I've given him a shout out. He has a really funny uh, episode where he talks about his 
Skankfest recap, reluctant exchange on YouTube. There you go. And Colin, my buddy Colin, we've become pretty good friends. Him, Sammy, and myself have been chatting, talking about the podcast, plans for the future. He's been providing new ideas of new guests to invite. And he, he's been helping a lot. And all this because of Skankfest. All because of Skankfest. Mm-hmm. Well, Rebecca, Trent, Christine, Evans, and Luz J. Gomez are doing and have done. It's something very beautiful. That is great to be able to experience it in our lifetimes, I think. It's it's amazing. I love the, the concept of Skankfest of comedy, podcasts, music, fights even. Like you could yeah, planned fights. Yeah, planned they, fights. they have a ring. Oh, we're in Nevada now. We're in Nevada. We have officially made it to Nevada. The map said, welcome to Nevada. Bye-bye, California. This is Prim, Nevada. This is where you got the people that think they're going to Vegas. Sometimes they stop here and they think it's Vegas. <laughs> they have Buffalo Bills. Oh, Buffalo Bills doesn't look like it's open, huh? No, it looks like Probably it's never, closed down. never open after the pandemic. So let me ask you this, because this year you were an artist, you got the artist pass, you got into Skankfest to perform, you performed twice at Skankfest. Do you think that factored into this being one of your favorite? Because you've been an artist before. Yeah. I think, well, here's the thing. I came into this thinking my mentality was different than other Skankfests in the past. Other Skankfests in the past, I have gone in just to have a good time experience it and party this time around I wanted to network and I told you this before and I wanted to make more connections as opposed to just partying and enjoying it and I did enjoy it a lot but I was very I would say conscious of making sure I made these connections with certain people you had a goal. Yeah. Other than just have fun, which is another goal too. But you, mm -hmm. you went in with a, a purpose, an intention. Um, I would say more of a professional, right? Um, idea. So being part of it, being able to perform was awesome. But let's say Houston. I didn't get to perform in Houston, but I could have, I could have made that a priority. And instead I was just fucking around, which is cool. I had a blast. I had a good time. I, I don't regret anything, but moving forward in other Skankfest, I'm always going to keep this mentality of it's a business at the same time. I got to think of my podcast. I got to think of my comedy. And I also got to think about, okay, next Skankfest, if I'm part of the lineup again, I want to have new polished material. You don't want to go back and just do the same old shit. So that's another thing. Next time around, I want to have a more established podcast. You know, now that I'm back doing video, yes. it's awesome. But I want to have a, a, a established podcast where people will be like, oh, I listen to your podcast, that kind of thing. Because of the thing that we're going to be doing in the future of having different kind of guests. And then I could be on their podcast. We're going to cross promote and the podcast is going to grow. So it's, yes. it's, it's going to be something that is really going to start growing. It's just a matter of putting in the effort and the work. Yes, always. Did I answer the question? 
Yes. You said why was it my favorite? I no, think. I, not why, but I. The question more was, do you think that because you're an artist, it makes it more fun or like a, a better experience oh. uh, than other skanefests where you're not? Well, let me tell you, to to um, add to that right there about being part of the lineup, it is pretty cool because you get the artist badge, which allows you. It's like you have a like a superpower I said before jokingly because you have access you have special access to the green room so you have special access to any room any um, room like any of the performing rooms you don't ne- you don't have, you don't have to, to wait yeah, in line you don't have to wait in line and, and I was able to have a guest and you you had a special bracelet even though I would wait in line because we had friends right we have a group of friends our crew Stacy Sam Tito um we were also able to go into green rooms. They had two different green rooms. We had special access to different things, especially on the pre-party at that it was a different location at the Billard's place. We were able to go upstairs and get some drinks up there and, and they treat you really good. So yeah, it's I think it's way different when you're an artist because you have that access to the backstage, you know? behind the scenes type of thing like I, I got to say what's up to TJ Miller who oh, I, we saw Dave Attell in the back Dave Attell oh and Annie Letterman was in one room oh, yeah. chilling with her friends on a table just chatting yeah Alex Raimundo there were so many people that you cross paths with and you could run into them in the regular walkways with the fans and all which is cool but when you're in the back they see your badge they're like oh okay this is an artist too it's pretty cool. It's it's a great feeling. So yeah, that makes it even better. Hell yeah. The one in Texas, it was great. I wish I would have been part, part of the lineup. But I didn't really get to experience that behind the scenes type of thing. Other than when I went, Brent Ernst and myself, Brent Ernst told me, follow me, let's go get some drinks. And we went to the green room a couple times. But I was with him, so no one's going to say shit. That's Brent Ernst. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, from Cobra Kai, Netflix. So that part is really cool but yeah being being an artist is really cool like in new york i had the pass that was awesome and it makes a huge difference i would say for sure and this game biz was different because you had a lot of locals or people you knew yeah. because this was your city yeah. that were going to be performing to or that got into the lineup versus other times like new york and houston there was nobody from vegas Right. That you probably ran into. I was the only comic also in New York from Vegas mm-hmm. that made it to Skinkfest to the lineup. Uh, so it was cool to be able to, in my own city, be part of it. And don't get it twisted. If I was to not be part of the lineup, I would still want to go to Skinkfest and have a... That's what we did in Texas. Yep. We're going to go over there and have a blast and have a good time because it's really like we have these stickers on our dad or our windshield from Coachella. You know, that was a cool thing that people are part of and they love experiencing it. We did it two years in a row, but we're done. We're like, all right, it's, we did it. We've been there, done that, yeah. crossed it off. For me, Skankfest now, it's more like it's something that we got to do every year. And it's and it's so different. Such a, like, we've done EDC twice, two years in a row also. Yeah, I love going to Skankfest, especially with you because it's, like you said, it's a business opportunity. Mm-hmm. You meet so many people. The 
podcast that you listen to you could see the people that are part of it and yeah. just say hi to them and it's not your hours or you know after a show sometimes when you go see them maybe they may hang out after yeah. to take a picture with you and then if they do it's a little bit of a wait but here it's like they're just walking around and yeah. they're expecting for you to come up it's to the, them it's the greatest festival in the world even though it's just com it's comedy it's not just comedy it's focused on comedy but it's about podcasting it's about music they have artists that come in and they have fighting so it's a sports festival it's it's definitely the greatest festival in the world in my opinion you know for other people it could be coachella it could be uh blue tower or whatever it's called uh moon tower in austin south by southwest there's different festivals but this is more it's it's not as big so it's good hopefully even lewis said it, it needs to not get that big otherwise it's going to be something else and it's true maybe who knows but the whole point is that so many people are like-minded people everybody has such a great attitude it's very intimate and speaking of cults like the movie we we're talking about this is kind of like a cult that's not a cult you know people that listen to all these different podcasts it's like I, I coming from the church background it's like oh they go to different churches but we all have the same idea same we all love comedy we all love podcasts we all get together and enjoy this together like remember when churches would have all these revivals and a preacher would come in other churches would come in together from different cliques and they would all have a good time worshiping and stuff this yes. is kind of the same idea except no one's really worshiping anybody no one's really drinking kool-aid and killing themselves it's just mm -hmm. that's what i mean by cult it's kind of like a cult that's not a cult yeah. you know <laughs> and you performed like we said on stage number 11 our number well your number yeah L your lucky number which is insane Aside from getting your lucky numbers uh, as your stage number, the stage was really set up differently from when you got into New York. Yeah, this was like a movie theater. Every, it was auditorium. Everybody was rising up. The one in New York was, I feel, much more intimate, much more smaller. This one, yeah, like you said, was bigger. How did you, aside from your performance, what did you think of the venue that you performed? Well... I, it was very intimidating because it's like a theater. However, it's not the first time I perform in a theater setting because in Reno Tahoe Comedy, that, that's kind of the same setup. So yes. the artist is on the bottom for the stage. You're also so far away from the people. That part was kind of weird at first. I'm thinking like... I didn't like that part. Yeah, because in comedy, you're used to having the front row. You're used to interacting with people right in front of you. People were like 20 feet away from me. So COVID helped getting ready for this kind of mm. last year when we were performing at the comedy club we had to be about 20 25 feet away from people so i got to learn how to perform with people that were wearing masks so i couldn't see their facial reactions and when they were laughing they were muffled mm. so there's a lot of things that kind of helped me prepare unknowingly like that wow interesting so another thing i did was i went into the room it was theater 11 they also named it the, the, the tank and everybody kept making the joke the joke oh shit i'm gonna tank in this room because it's intimidating but i was going in there and studying the comics how they did their thing and how the audience was reacting first of all the audience is badass again everybody has the same uh mindset they're there for comedy and podcasts so they're not going to be douchebags and heckle you for the most part 
and it was great. The first night I performed, the room was pretty packed. I think you could fit over maybe 300 people in that room. Yeah, it was pretty packed. And it was pretty packed the first night. Uh, Tony Woods, the legendary Tony Woods goes up, he kills, and then this comic after him, I don't remember his name, but the poor guy ate shit, and he just tanked, literally. And I mean, he went after Tony Woods. He, he went after Tony Woods, and he tried to make a joke about Tony Woods and made fun of him, but it, it, his jokes, that part was funny, but his jokes just didn't work. And then with every comic, people would come in or leave. And it, this, the first show I did was at midnight, pretty much. Yeah. Because Skinkfest goes from noon all the way to 2 a.m. And yeah, the room, every every after every comic, people kept leaving, keep, kept leaving. And, and I was getting nervous. I'm like, damn, who's going to be here? Like, no one's going to be left. And there's one guy goes up. He does a good job. And it was almost, we're down to the last five or so. Carlos Rodriguez goes right before me. He gets the audience back. It's like he's the, he's starting to make them laugh. And it's it was amazing because Carlos Rodriguez is a hilarious comic that had moved from Cali to Vegas recently. And it was really cool to go after him because he kind of prepared him. And then I go up there and I had the time of my life, babe. It was like, I think it was less than 25 people left in that whole big old room and I was getting a, a great reaction from everybody I was just like I went off script it was I, I think afterwards we all had the conversation everybody was complimenting and saying man it was so different like you were in your element and it was like like you were saying it like you know you found your voice yeah Not that you have found your voice but you were in your voice there I was in yeah I was in the zone and I, I went in there not giving a fuck and I just went in and just I ranted some stuff. I improvised some things. Like, I, I went off script. I didn't go off... I didn't follow what I was going to do. And I just did some crazy stuff that I'd never done before. And I... Like I said, there was some ad-lib. There was so much ad-lib that I didn't knew. And it was so much fun. Of course, I had a lot of prepared stuff, but... And I sprinkled it in. But it was cool. Then the next day, I performed around 5 p.m. It was a little bit earlier. And that room was packed. It was so packed that some people couldn't go in there and see me. I, I advertised it on Facebook. There were some people I couldn't get in because it was max capacity. Yeah. And again, it was a different experience. And I had a blast on that one too. So I got to perform to a full room and a very empty room. And both of them were amazing. I even liked the empty room more. That experience was even better for me. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was really cool to do that to be able to do that and and then walking around that part was cool even though nobody knows who i am uh people were coming like people would see me and be like they would recognize me and be like hey man i saw you at the tank you had a great set i mean there was 300 people in there right yeah and when you got before you went up and even after did you go straight to the green room or did you stay off to the corner or like you know like oh the corner right, right before you go up there's a little curtain uh, that you could you could go there to kind of like get ready mentally. There's nobody around. You're literally next to the stage. So I was in that little curtain getting ready mentally. Yeah, yeah. I was right there watching. But after where, where were you? Did you? Oh, after the green afterwards. Room no, afterwards I, I I went back outside and then I met you guys on both occasions. Because right after my set, you guys came back down. Oops, I'm messing Ooh, with the microphone. Yeah, Sorry. I like sounded. Sorry about that. 
but yeah, I, I uh, both occasions, occasions, occasions. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I met you guys outside in the hallway, and you know, got different reactions, and then from different people that saw me, like the, my buddy Kenny went in there and saw me. That was cool, because there was some people that they've known I performed other times, and they didn't get to see me, and it was cool. Oh, um, uh, Kara and uh, Omar. Oh man, I hope I'm not fucking up the names, but they they went they got to see me finally, so that was cool because they didn't see me in New York last time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was it was really exciting that um, Gerardo, my bad, Gerardo and Cara, they got they got to because I met them in 2019, but they didn't go downstairs at the right time. And they missed your set. Yeah, they missed the set. So it was really cool. It was an awesome experience. But that's what I'm saying. Hopefully in the next future, maybe not exactly the next one, but maybe, yeah, the next one. Thanks for the invite could start making a name for itself where people are going to be fans of the show and they could be there supportive, you know? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I would love to see you even have your own hour scheduled there to have... That'd be badass. Thanks for the invite yeah. podcast. Why not? Yeah. The stars are high for a reason but they're reachable if you believe in yourself so right what i i don't see why not look all these other podcasts that made it out there or you know they they've been putting in all the hard been work putting in the work and it's not like they just started months ago they've been doing this thing for years right so it's just a matter of just being consistent and yes hoping and wishing for the results but not depending your happiness and your success yeah. on those things yeah i i want to share with you well aside from uh skank fest was there anything else uh you wanted to share no that's fest? no thank you for the questions that was no, cool thank you baby because i wanted to talk about there's so many people out there that have their own take on skank fest so many uh people who participated th in it who are not content creators or just they love comedy who went to Skankfest, made their own little videos um, people who performed their comics also made their own experience videos about Skankfest. so if you're ever looking for anything of a different take of what Skankfest is all about just type in Skankfest and you're gonna see yeah all these videos different people's podcasts talk about their experience you know, Blind Mike and Natalie, they did their own episode about their recap, so that's cool. There's, yeah, there's a lot of different people that are going to do recap episodes, so it's a beautiful thing. Check them out. Check them out. Check out Skankfest. And maybe I'll encourage you guys to want to do Skankfest. By the way, I told Cassius Morris and Grumzilla, you guys need to go to Skankfest. Start saving up the money. You know, put away 50 bucks every week, and next thing you know, you have the money for the for the tickets more people need to go that haven't experienced it so yes yeah definitely well oh snap i can see vegas from here now yay wait what to wrap this up quickly yeah uh on the note of going after your dreams yeah i wanted to i, sh I read this to you but one person who i follow on instagram she's been a really inspirational person in my life is uh mel robbins yeah and on her one of her recent posts she talks about chasing your dreams and going after them and this these are 
six truths that everyone needs to hear. Okay. And the first one is, your dreams are your responsibility. If you're waiting for somebody to give you your permission or just to discover you or to pick you, I've got news for you. No one is coming. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Woo. That's good. How many of us are out there? Oh, if I just put in the hard work, I'm going to get discovered. Yeah. Oh, if I put in just the hard work, like a famous person's going to pick me. I've thought that. Yeah. But the thing is that that happens to people, yes. But that shouldn't be your drive. No. To for for you to be waiting to go after your dreams because what it says here they are your responsibility can you repeat the quote and no one else's uh it's not a quote it's just like truths but okay uh, but i guess you could say it a quote but on the top part it says your dreams are your responsibility if you're waiting for someone to give you permission oh to give you permission or to discover you or to pick you i've got news for you no one is coming nice that's good. Mainly, mainly, you don't rely on people to make your dreams happen. You make them happen on your right. own. That's good. Number two, you need to kick your own ass. Okay, everybody, kick your own ass. I'm looking over here and I should be looking at the camera. You should be kicking your own ass. Stop waiting for the perfect time, the perfect plan, or the perfect moment. What you need to do is kick your own ass. The mm -hmm. universe rewards people who take risks not those who are playing it safe yeah. so if you want to change your life you need to be the hero of your own story i uh, like that yeah, like waiting good. for everything to be perfect yeah. there is never going to be a perfect time you don't need permission to take action this is number three number three here's the truth the people in life that get what they want are the ones that aren't waiting for an external force to validate their dreams to inspire them or to give them permission it's the people that realize that success happiness and control come comes from within an external force which is you mm -hmm. Woo! i like that one yeah These so good, success and happiness and control those three things every day i try to say I choose happy because a long time ago I thought that happiness comes from it's things just happening happen. around my life or yeah, it's just gonna happen no as I you choose go. happy no I choose you it you gotta choose happy I'm not gonna wait till I go to Disneyland to be happy why can't I feel happy like I am in Disneyland decide to be every happy. day I have to choose it it's not a situational thing it's you it's an, ex an an internal force i've noticed that before like if i'm in a bad mood i'm like i'm deciding to be in a bad mood right yeah, now i need are. to decide not to be in a bad mood yeah i need to decide to be happy i need to choose happy we're almost done number four if you don't feel ready do it anyway yeah you're never gonna feel ready you're never gonna find the perfect time you're always gonna feel nervous right before you start yeah that's like right before you go on stage mm -hmm right before i start cocktail serving yeah. right before i hit the record button on the podcast yeah i'm always going to feel nervous right before right you won't have all the answers and yes you're going to screw up a few times do it anyway yeah just like podcasting like you said mm -hmm. when you messed up on that polygata stuff who cares do it anyways right just do it okay number why can't i uh, uh. i think it's number five now 
it's not letting me swipe okay there we go big changes big changes happen with small daily actions i like this one yeah. do one thing that moves you in the direction of your dreams what can you do make the call sign up for the class send the email quit the job sign the lease take the jump break up for real this time yeah number six if you're outside your comfort zone you're doing it right as you start working, excuse me, working towards the things that you really want to do, you're not going to feel ready. You're going to feel outside of your comfort zone. And that's normal. Growing means stretching yourself, sticking your neck out there, and taking some risks. Can you and repeat then, that one again? Yeah. This fucking car just... It got a little too close. Oh, oh, okay. Got me distracted. So, as you start working towards the things that you really want to do, you're not going to feel ready. You're going to feel outside of your comfort zone, and that is normal. Growing means you're stretching yourself, sticking your neck out there, and taking some risks. Nice. Lastly, repeat. If you want to see, number seven, change, you have to do the work to change things. No one is coming to discover you, to find you, to date you, or to rescue you. Your life is your responsibility. And that's it. Love it. That's great, babe. So and I just cool. wanted to end it with that because you inspired me or remember reminded me of like why can't have why can't you have your you know, your podcast, thanks for the invite mm-hmm. on the lineup for Skankfest. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to rely on Skankfest to be a lineup, like for or for your podcast to be validated no, as success, like what keep, this says. Right. No. no one validates you, no one tells you that your dreams are worthy. You tell yourself that your dreams right. are worthy. Yeah. Drops mic. That's great. No, that's great. And who, who's this uh, author again? Or uh, She's an inspirational, motivational speaker. Her name is uh, Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins. Nice. Yes. Well, thanks, babe, for doing this podcast episode, uh, a two-parter. I love you. Thank you. This was fun. Yes, this was awesome. Love you, too. And we'll, we'll, uh, we're heading home. We're in Vegas. We're passing the South Point Casino now. You, you can see my face now. Yeah, we can see Because it's more lit out here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll release these two episodes this week. Yes. Then that'll be good. Part one for sure. Part one for sure. And uh, we should get some food. Yes. Want to get some food? Yeah. Hell yeah. Anything else, baby? Uh, thank you so much for everyone who has supported Antisocial Butterfly Podcast. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed, please do so. We are trying. Uh, we are trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. We yeah. are so close. Maybe we can do it before the end of the year. Who knows? But thank you for everyone who's subscribed so far. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks again. Have a great day, night, whatever it is. And thanks for putting up with this different setting i feel like i'm in the witness protection over here you know those uh videos where there's somebody like confessing and they alter their yes, voice and they're all dark or they, and they yeah, yeah they they're, they're, they're the, those things they're the shadow and they sound like this i was walking down the street and then i feel all anyway thank you guys bye we guys are